I paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. Hey, yo, we are back. Kickback Pod once again. Episode 46. I am here once again with my man Fobs, and it's your boy Josh, aka Josh Dominic, aka JD Kicks. It's me. Hi. That, what up, that, dude? How's it going? No, that 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 was my girlfriend's fault. Like she's been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift. She's been blasting it in the house today, and that one line from that song that's been stuck in my head all day. It's me. Even... Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> What what song is that? Is that like one of the newer songs? Because I stopped yeah, listening yeah, to from... Taylor Swift like back in the acoustic days. You know when she was like, "Teardrops on my guitar." That was like a that was a banger. But after that, I was just like, "Nah, sorry, Taylor." Yeah, no. She she put out this new album, and obviously it's been like number one in the world for like five weeks straight. And the, I think this song is like the biggest single, dude. <laughs> Our listeners will be like, "I can't believe we started this episode talking about Taylor Swift." <laughs> oh man uh what up listeners by the way man thank you guys as always for listening in and shout out to everyone that uh sent us their spotify end of year uh wrap up showing us that they've been listening to the kickback pod it showed up on their top five that was amazing to see and actually that leads us very quickly to the fan shout out of the week that is did i get a w that's his ig handle our big time listener from the Philippines who said he's been listening since episode one. So shout out to you. Did I get a W? Can I just say at this point, like I, when I saw this in our sheet, like his handle or their handle, I don't know if it's he or she or, or they, but um, I read it as Diddy Geta. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, okay, like, I don't know what that means, so, whatever. Do but it, then uh, when you th- read it out, when you're like, did I get a W? I was like, Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Than no, like he, he, no, like he DM'd me that picture, and he's like, he was like, if you're gonna shout me out, just like, just to let you know, you have to read it as did I get a W. So he gave me <laughs> warning. So shout out to you. Get did I get a W? Um, but yeah, baby. Before, uh, so first of all, guys, the topic of today's episode, we're gonna be talking about all things underrated, and that's everything underrated about this year. So. The, the most underrated brands, the most underrated collaborators, and also the most underrated sneakers, of course. But as usual, before we get into that, I'm here with my man, Fobs, and I want to know, whether people want to know, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. I mean, life has been pretty uneventful, apart from all the dad shit that I'm doing at the moment. That is eventful. Um, I mean, yes, that in itself is eventful, but it's a lot of like... I guess if you're not if you don't have kids or you're not into kids in you know in that way, then you're you know not going to think that it's super exciting. But uh, when you have a kid, uh, or I'm sure there's listeners out there that have kids already, it's crazy how much they develop. So right now, like my life is basically just working, chilling at home, going for walks, cooking dinner. But inside of that, it's like you know when my son puts his hand in his mouth for the first time that's like such an achievement you know (laughs) or like when he can like roll over on his own for the first time it's like a 
oh my god oh my god oh my did he just do that you know and you meme you meme these kinds of parents before right because you don't understand but when you have a kid yourself it's just it's funny how these little tiny events are actually super exciting so what i'm trying to say is my life has been super eventful but to the untrained eye it's probably very uneventful no, I mean, it must be every single day there's probably some event going on. Just watching Lenny grow up, that must be amazing. So, I mean, it, it's it's been pretty good. But what about you, man? You have been traveling. You hit up yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I, the I went worst, to Munich. Nicest, the worst, nicest city in Germany, Munich. The worst, nicest. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I was in Munich just for the, for the last week. And you know what? We need to talk about something, man. I'm going to call... I'm going to call out a whole country right now. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, there's there's like this, there's a stereotype about Germany that the rest of the world has. And that is two words, German engineering, right? And no, not German engineering, sorry. German efficiency. efficiency. German efficiency. German efficiency is like stereotype about Germany, right? And as someone who has been li- living now in Germany for it's going to be six years in February, I can tell you German efficiency is a myth. That is a complete myth, okay? Because it doesn't exist. It only exists in one aspect. That is manufacturing. Germans are amazing at building stuff. And they do it very, very efficiently, very meticulously. And that's why they produce incredible products like cars, bunch of other stuff right but with everything else it's the least efficient place in the world man <laughs> and reason why i'm saying this is my train from berlin so i've been to munich already three times now in the last three months uh, mainly for work and every single time i'm going to munich there is always train delays every time there's train delays on the way there there's train delays on the way back and that's just that's just the start of my rant with anything else like things that are so simple to do in other countries like i just i just need to for example get my driver's license renewed making an appointment at the driving whatever driving agency or the government office takes like months <laughs> i mean it's it's like they've come up with the most theoretically efficient way to do things but it's not practically efficient, if you know what I mean. So they'll have these, they they'll have these systems in place where it's like, okay, it makes sense for person A to talk to person B, and then for person B to pass something on to person C because person C, could, you know, because then person C only does this one thing in this process. But that being said, when you turn it around and actually try and do this in real life and like turn it into a practical process it doesn't work um so i 100 agree with you I, I would say anyone who's riding trains in germany long distance trains across cities needs to pick trains where you are not switching trains right or where, where you don't have any um layovers anywhere because if your first train is delayed you're gonna miss your second train if you miss your second train you're going to wait a, f- a long time for another train and then you might have to take two or three other trains to get to where you originally want to get. Um, so that's a pro tip. Only travel via direct trains. And the good thing for you, I guess, is that Berlin to Munich is pretty direct. It's just that once you're delayed, you're delayed, right? <laughs> but anyways, that's just my 
my rant to start off the pod. But like, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Like, we got we got lots to talk about. So let's talk about what have we been wearing. So let me start off first. So I did manage to cop the lost and found Jordan ones. Okay, everyone's sneaker of the year or most people's sneaker of the year for you know obvious reasons of the his, you know how historic this colorway is and whatnot i this is the first time i've ever copped a pair of chicago ones first time i've ever worn a pair of chicago ones so very happy about that and uh yeah i mean as much as you and me on the pod before have kind of shitted on this colorway saying it's kind of overrated and uh there's better colorways i don't know man something about once i had this pair in hand wore them on feed there's, there's something about it there's something about it that like it, it like just looks good with everything uh, it doesn't matter what even what you're even like wearing up top you throw those on it's like everyone knows like oh okay this guy's got some cool shoes or like n- no one's ever like bashing the outfit if you if you're wearing those you know what i mean it's like those just kind of like by default take any outfit to like the next level because it, it's so- a chicago one so what you're saying now is that you've crossed over to the dark side and you've left me here alone on the island of Chicago hate. Yeah, man. I think I'm I think I'm 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 leaving the the hate island, man. <laughs> you you're joining the sheep, man. You're just you're just I've another one of the sheep. sheep. I've joined the sheep. <laughs> I'm also a sheep now. <laughs> I'm a Chicago nice. no, sheep. But I mean, like like I said, I've said this before. I personally don't like it. I think that they look like clown shoes on me. <laughs> but but I can appreciate other people wearing them. Like don't get me wrong, when I see pics of Michael Jordan wearing Chicago's or really nice outfits with a pair of Chicago's, and yes, like I agree they look good, but I just can't bring myself to like them on me. So Man, you do you. Everyone else do themselves as well. I, I respect the love for Chicago's, but you're never, ever, 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 ever going to catch me wearing a pair of Chicago's. So um, what I've been wearing this week or the last few weeks actually is because the weather's been pretty bad. And when the weather gets like this, you know, it's like that it's always gray and you don't see the sun for like a whole week and it gets a bit depressing in Berlin around this time. Although you're looking forward to Christmas, but like, anyway, the point is you don't see the sun. Weather's not that great. So what do you do? You don't really try hard to dress up or whatever. At least I don't. And so I've been wearing my Eames Reebok club C's a lot, as well as a pair of Morel one TRL trail running shoes. Oh, are those like the high top ones? Nah, not the high tops. It's actually like a pair of running shoes. Uh, they're Gore-Tex. Oh. They're waterproof. They're well, super nice. I didn't even nice. know Morel made running shoes. I thought they only mm-hmm. made those like moccasins. No, but I really want a pair of those. Um, <laughs> but okay. no, the uh, the the running pair, the running shoes I have. They're trail running shoes. They got like a nice um, Vibram outsole with a lot of grip. They're waterproof completely. Gore-Tex, super super nice. And uh, when it gets wet and when it gets icy, they're pretty much the best shoes you can have in my opinion that's interesting man i should probably look into that because i'm looking for man like so so next week i'm actually going to canada and i'll be there for the next three weeks until the end of the year and i'm just like this is if anyone has ever been to canada in december it is like the ground that you're walking on is disgusting 
because it snows and then it melts the next day and then there's just like this nasty brown slush on the ground so if you're going to be wearing your nice sneakers they're just going to get destroyed and it's usually snowing every day so I, I i was like i don't know what shoes to take with me on this trip because i haven't been to canada during like winter season now in like six years so this is like my first time going back in the winter in a long time and i don't even i have no idea what sneakers to take with me i don't have anything gore-tex but maybe i might look into these merrells do it do it they're really really good but talking about picking up sneakers what have you picked up recently so um in the last since the last pod so i picked up the Amamanier 4s, which I copped from the Amamanier website, like the original drop, and I finally got it shipped to me. Yeah, uh, anyone who didn't watch my review already of the shoe, I said a lot about it. And um, yeah, I'm going to say it again. Not a fan. Really not a fan of these. Um, it's the color for me. So the materials are really, really nice. It's like this super soft nubuck. Like I've never felt a nubuck like that. It's like It's like oily and soft. You know, it's really nice. But just the colorway, I just really don't like this colorway because it just simply doesn't look good on feet, in my opinion. So I have yet to see one picture on Instagram where someone wearing this, I thought like the shoes look good. Because in an outfit, I feel like these shoes, they just look like a insert shoe here, like a copy paste shoe here. You know, like it's like it just looks like a basic pair of shoes. It doesn't look like anything interesting. And I, there's some people online uh, in the comment section who are like, oh, yeah, every collab doesn't need to be like a super loud pair of sneakers or, um, you know, something that's really eye catching. That's not even what I mean. I mean, like, even if a shoe is just like clean, even if it's like just boring, like if, it, if it's just like, for example, a nice white colorway, cream colorway, whatever, like you wear those with like those kind of shoes, they kind of like really enhance whatever else you're wearing. Like it, if you're wearing something especially it's kind of crazy you can like tone it down with those type of shoes but like this pair this this pair i feel like just doesn't add anything like it, it it doesn't look good with dark pants it doesn't look good with light pants it's a colorway that i just don't think is visually appealing and yeah i i really don't like them i i really don't like the colorway so definitely going to be selling them i i think you are a fan of these if i remember correctly yeah, I I didn't get a pair because I kind of snoozed through the release. I forgot to sign up to raffles and stuff like that. I was uh, busy traveling actually to my grandma's and um, was a little bit bummed out that I didn't get them. Um, but, you know, sometimes I see it as, you know, I saved 250 euros not buying these shoes, even though I definitely feel like I would have appreciated them had I got them. I haven't seen a lot of people wearing them or I haven't seen a lot of fit pics. All I will say is that the lifestyle pictures or like the still life pictures of just the sneakers i thought the colorway was really nice but obviously it can look nice in pictures but then not look nice in outfits but again i'll reserve my judgment for when i see more uh more fit pics but uh i'm surprised that you ended up not really liking them but uh i guess i mean props to you for being honest right yeah no, it, you said it perfectly like it, it's nice to look at by itself like when i had it in my hand i'm like oh yeah these are a really nice pair of shoes but then i'm like but th- like they're also not special if you're wearing them um but yeah anyways i, I thought compared to the other amamanier collabs in the past this one was a bit of a disappointment for me uh another pickup so i picked up the sporty and rich adidas sambas 
These are they're kind of like the leather version of the Wales Bonner sambars that released earlier this year. Uh, in in terms of colorway, it's almost identical. Um, I like these a lot. Uh, the leather on this is super soft, and I was completely unaware that there was so much hype on the shoe. Especially like if you look at some of the girls' sizes, they're selling for like absurd amounts for just like a green pair of sambas. They're going for like three hundred, four hundred right now on StockX. Crazy. Um, but yeah, because I, I picked these up pretty easily, they were kind of just like chilling on the confirmed app for like the first half hour or so. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pretty happy to get them really nice colorway, uh, shout out to, uh, Emily Oberg, who's like the, um, the CEO, I think of Sporty and Rich. Uh, she left some hearts on my video. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so shout out to Emily. Um, yeah. And so those are my two main pickups. Also Black Friday, I picked up like a bunch of stuff like especially since i'm going back to uh toronto uh next week back home for christmas which meant i needed to take back some christmas gifts so i went absolutely crazy on the black friday sales bought a lot of clothes one of the things i regret buying (laughs) is um so uh auto which is like a big retailer here in germany they were having a crazy sale on the germany world cup jerseys uh, they were normally like 99. <laughs> <laughs> I already know where this is going. Nice. Yeah. Dude, they, but like I got it for a good price. So the, the jerseys are normally like 99 or 100 euros. And they were on sale for 25 euros uh, when, when I bought them. So I bought like six of them because I'm like, I'm just going to go back home and give them to like all my friends. Like, hey, I got you guys a Germany World Cup jersey. And I was hoping that, you know, Germany would have made it to the next round because then I would be back home in Toronto while the next round is playing and then we can all watch the games together (laughs) but of course germany yesterday got knocked out of the world cup and now i don't know what to do with all these jerseys (laughs) i have six six uh yeah i got six jerseys in my house right now did you get the home or the away jerseys the the away ones weren't even on sale only the home ones are on sale so Uh, i got six because the away ones are nice The, the home ones are okay i mean yeah, it's it's a World Cup to forget for many reasons, um, but also for sporting reasons for Germany. But it's not a terrible kit. I think people will still appreciate the thought. And obviously, you living in Germany, maybe for friends and family that get the jerseys, it's it's more of a connection to where you are rather than how well Germany played. You know? Oh man, that's see, that's you put it all in perspective. <laughs> that that's true. Um, yeah, so that's those are my pickups, man. What about you? Um, so I picked up pretty much nothing over the last few weeks. Uh, did a, like I said, I did a bit of traveling. Went to visit my grandma um, and spent money on that, which was very well worth it. Um, but I did pick up a pair of Stone Island pants that I've been wanting to buy for probably two years now. And then my big pickup over the last few months was I booked my flight to thailand uh next year i will be taking three months off work uh and taking some parental leave uh my wife myself and little lenny will be flying to southeast asia for three months and i'm super super excited for that so that was like you know i actually don't think i have i don't think our audience has any idea about your connection to thailand i I feel like i might have said it a couple times i I don't think so man i I have because like yeah you're going to thailand for three months to visit family and and i don't think our audience even knows that you basically grew up in thailand 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't basic. I I grew. I was born in Thailand. I lived there for 18 years. My dad still lives there, so I haven't. For me, Thailand is home, right? Like I'm German. I have a German passport. Both my parents are German, but I spent my entire childhood in Thailand, and so for me, Thailand is home. And due to Corona, I haven't been home in around four years now, and so going back, seeing my dad, seeing my friends. Eating the food, seeing the old places I used to hang out at, going to the beach, just enjoying the lifestyle that you can have there um, when you're on vacation. I'm very, very, very much looking forward to that. Dude, Thailand is like it's it's almost heaven in a way. <laughs> at least that was that was my feeling when I when I spent like a couple of months there uh, a few years ago. Oh yeah, and the people are so nice. Always like every time they see you, Sawadika. <laughs> exactly the so land nice. of smiles they call it yeah, man they everyone's always smiling i love that country well that's awesome man jealous of of uh of your uh vacation um but yeah that's a, that's an awesome pickup let's uh let's get into the topic so we, we're talking about underrated everything so we're gonna do brands underrated collaborator and underrated uh just sneakers of the last year and uh, yeah let's let's start off with a brand do you want to go first or should I go first? I will kick us off. Okay. And it is the brand that I was actually surprised didn't make our ranking. Remember when we did the brand power rankings? Yeah, I was the really top surprised five? too. Yes. And ASICs just missed out on our top five. And actually, I think ASICs made the listener top five. I would have to go back and check. But for me, ASICs is one of those brands that's always elite right like it's always one of the best brands around and it's always just there and so you sometimes forget about it because it's been a while since asics has really dominated sneaker culture i would say the last time asics was dominating sneaker culture was like 2011 2012 2013 when everybody was collaborating on the gel light three the gel light five ronnie feig was doing his thing concepts was doing his thing they had that whole world tour of the a6 gel light three for the anniversary and since then there's been some really really dope a6 moments but i feel like it's become an underrated brand even though it is so big and I want to mention some releases over the past 12 months that I thought stood out or not even just releases, moments, right? So you've got the Kiko Kostadinov line, which as many of you know, I'm a huge fan of. Kiko is a Bulgarian designer who has his own eponymous brand and he was always a big, big collaborator of ASICs, had some really, really nice collaborations, some nice sneakers, but also some nice apparel collections. And then uh, a couple of years ago, he was brought in-house as the creative director of ASICs. And Kiko, with his design team, have really been reshaping classics. So you've got the Gelite 3, you've got the Gel Cayano 28, um, I believe the gel 1130 as well are some of the sneakers that Kiko and his team have taken and just revolutionized basically just given a new makeup, like made them look a little bit more modern, a little bit more fashion going a little bit more into lifestyle than into sports. And those sneakers have a cult following. So, you know, I'm sure there's listeners that are big fans of ASICs, big fans of Kiko. And I would say that Kiko is a huge reason why ASICs has still been, 
in and amongst some of the best brands. Um, but then there's also collaborations with Japan's Beams, of course. They just released a, uh, I believe it was a Gel Cayano 14 with the uh, Gore-Tex removable shroud, which was really cool. Then, you know, obviously can't forget the Jound collaboration, which, I mean, let's be real, it was two general release colorways with Jound slapped on the heel. But people people ate that up, right? People really liked it. It sold out. It's doing well on the resale market. And uh, in general, the rise of the Gel Cayano 14, I mean, it's such a comfortable shoe. There's amazing colorways out there. And I believe that ASICS is one of those brands that has some of the best general release colorways. I would say ASICS and New Balance do it really well where you could, you know, and, and New Balance with Teddy Santis anyway, but you can walk into an ASICS store or a New Balance store and you'll find shoes on the rack, on the shelves that have nice tones that are not too crazy, not too mainstream and uh, and you'll be really happy with. So the rise of the Gel Keanu 14 is also a big reason why I believe that ASICS is underrated this year. Then, you know, I'm, I'm going to rattle off some of these names, but you got the Naked, which is a um, Copenhagen-based women's sneaker boutique. They did a pair of 1130s in this really nice pistachio mint colorway. Um, then there was a pair of crazy 3D printed slides, which came out around the same time as, you know, the Foam Runner and all of that, like 3D printed craze. New Balance obviously did one. You've got, you know, Aleeks doing pairs that are, are, you know, Fear of God has their own kind of rubber clog Crocs type shoe. And um, I, I believe Asics is, has one that's like the most modern and futuristic looking, which is really cool. And then obviously most recently released as well, the Asics EX89, uh, which dropped in a number of really nice general release colorways, but also in some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful New York themed Ronnie Feig designed colorways. Uh, for anyone who missed out on this release or doesn't know, the Ronnie Feig EX89 is similar to, I would compare it to the New Balance 550. It's an OG basketball silhouette that used to be around in the late 80s when ASICS was still in basketball and was kind of forgotten a little bit. And I I believe that Ronnie Feig is following the 550 blueprint where, you know, Teddy Santis and Emily Ondor helped New Balance relaunch that. And they saw that, you know, New Balance was having a lot of success with a shoe in a market or in a sport that it traditionally isn't so big in. And ASICS thought, hey, why don't we do the same thing? We've got a good shoe. And man, Google it. Like do me a favor and Google the Asics EX89 because it is a beautiful shoe. It's very classic. It's it's like a court classic, but with the Asics logo on it, which I think gives it kind of a, a touch of class. So yeah, overall, big, big fan of Asics. I believe that they have had a good year, but they've also had an underrated year because I don't see a lot of people talking about them. I see people talking about Solomon a lot. I see people talking about Morel. I see people talking about New Balance and Nike and, and sometimes even Adidas. But for me, ASICS is one that has flown under the radar. And if I could wish for anything for next year in with regard to sneakers in the sneaker world, I would wish that ASICS has like a top three or top two brand year where people say, damn, ASICS is really back on the map. Because 
honestly, some of the most comfortable shoes, super stylish, great colorways, and yeah, just really, really, really nice design work from uh, from the brand in Japan. Yeah, man, definitely. I'm Googling the EX89 right now, and yeah, I, I, I didn't realize that this was the same pair as that Ronnie collab, which was, man, I wish I caught one of those because all three of those colorways were so fire. And this, yeah, this shoe can totally, you know, if, if they decide to really go crazy with it, have a couple of more collabs, uh, I feel like this can catch on kind of like the New Balance 550 caught on because it's a type of shoe that I feel like just the average person would be very comfortable wearing because it doesn't really look like a dad shoe or like a 2000s retro runner that some people are probably not that comfortable wearing. This is a shoe that I feel like a lot of people would be very comfortable uh, adding this to the rotation. So, yeah, the, the, this is I, the, I can see this shoe becoming really big for them next year. Um, and yeah, I mean, all the other things you said, we were going to talk about like underrated collaborators next. And I initially had Kiko as my underrated collaborator. Oh, I stole your thunder. Uh, I know, but, but I, I changed it at the last minute, but I was going to say Kiko at first, mainly because, yeah, I know about this cult, fo- cult following you're talking about with the, with the Kiko A6. And you can even make a strong argument for Kiko and A6 being maybe the strongest running collaboration out there collaborating partners out there right now uh they have a long history and just like fire after fire yeah it doesn't get like the mainstream press but he's putting out some insanely good designs on these shoes and and it's like just like a match made in heaven between uh between those two um yeah so i agree it's it's kind of it's it's uh, it's like an if you know you know kind of collaboration, right? I think Kiko is more for like the people who are into fashion and not really sneakers, but need to wear sneakers or want to wear sneakers. And it's, I mean, I invite anyone who's not really familiar with Kiko to just dive into the world of Kiko Asics, and I'm one hundred percent sure you will find something that you like. Yeah, for uh, sure. What about you? What uh, what underrated brand did you so have? The brand I chose, um, it was Adidas. Okay, so <laughs> hear me out for why I think it's underrated. So the reaction when Adidas let go of Kanye, the reaction I saw online was like everyone saying this is the end of Adidas. Adidas is a nothing without Kanye. Adidas is irrelevant. I saw that word being used a lot. Adidas is irrelevant without Kanye. And I'm like, uh, like, who are these people? Like, why are they saying this? Because, like, first of all, the Yeezy line only produced around 10% of revenue. And that's, like, on the high side. There's some estimates that it's lower. So only 10% of of Adidas' revenue even came from Yeezy. Before Yeezy, like, Adidas was... Adidas has had such a long history, such a long, successful history. They've been around forever. They are a giant in the sneaker industry. They... Stan Smith's to this day one of the highest selling shoes every single year it's one of the top selling shoes and it's just like a basic white sneaker then there's been like a cult following for gazelles for for like forever like if you guys watch that what's that show um full size run full size run with that with, there's one of the hosts on there Matt Welty I think he's like yeah. one of those guys he's like a super cult follower of the Adidas gazelles like he only collects those um so like and he's just like one person but there's so many people just like that who love collecting gazelles and then like early 90s 
the superstars, right? The superstars were out, and they pretty much took over the world at that point because they were so popularized by Run DMC and hip hop culture. And then uh, mid two thousand and tens, like t- two thousand fifteen to two thousand seventeen, like what was the one shoe that was on top of the world? It wasn't Yeezys. It was the Ultra Boost and the NMDs, like. They were reselling. Every single GR colorway was reselling. Like Adidas was dominating basically during that period. And right now, too, Kanye is gone. Yeah, but like what's the most popular shoe? Just talk to any, especially like females, talk to any female right now between the age of 20 and 30. Tell me what is their most coveted shoe that they want right now. It's a pair. It's a basic pair of white and black Sambas. That's what they want. And if you just go on... Stock X right now, look up like the most basic colorways of Adidas Sambas and look at like all the girl sizes. They're reselling for a lot. And these are just GR colorways. So Sambas have never been more popular than right now. My point is that Adidas will be fine without Kanye. Adidas has been fine without him. They'll continue to be fine without him. And uh, they'll continue to be one of the biggest, one, one of the best sneaker brands out there so i do think at this current moment because of all the kanye sentiment at this current moment i feel like people are kind of sleeping on adidas a little bit yeah i would agree with you that um adidas is being slept on that people are discounting them because of the whole kanye drama uh i also think that Adidas hasn't really done itself any favors when it comes to high-profile hype releases or collaborations in the last couple of years. You know, you've had, uh, you know, a few releases here and there that have played really well with people, you know, the Gucci's, the, um, I guess, Balenciaga was high-profile, but I don't know if it was successful. I would say the Gucci collaboration was more successful. Um, And then... Obviously, the love for the gazelles and sambas that's coming back right now and, you know, fashion is cyclical. People are moving towards more honest footwear, more, you know, regular no-frills designs. And so, yeah, I mean, I'd say Adidas is definitely a good shout. I would say, though, that maybe they're not – they're underrated in the sense that they have so much potential because they've been so high, right? Before, I would say mm-hmm. from like 2014, 15, 16, 17, they were the number one brand. And because of that, they are underrated now. But I would say that their performance has been pretty subpar recently. It's just that the brand obviously has a lot of potential. And so if they lift their performance to their potential, then yes, 100%, they will have been. Co- they will be considered one of the most underrated brands or will be, you know what I'm trying to say? Like now they will have been considered a underrated brand. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm ranting now, but basically, yes, I agree. Adidas is a good pick. It's funny that we uh, both had brands with the letter A uh, at the start. <laughs> um, just a little, little fun fact for you guys out there. Um, so moving on from brand to collaborator. So the thinking behind this, um, this category was basically, we'll look at it from the brand POV, but we'll also look at it from the creator POV, who are some of the creators that are creating amazing product with brands, but are not getting the love that they maybe deserve. Right. I mean, obviously the Travis Scott's, 
or the, I don't know, uh, Aim Leon Dor and Teddy Santis, they're not underrated. They're perfectly rated. Some of them maybe even a little bit overrated. You know, looking at you, Travis Scott. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking at Jound. <laughs> <laughs> also, also true. Also true. But yeah, we want to. So we were kind of thinking, what creators have been making dope product, but it's either only resonating with a niche audience or community, or it's just not really getting the love that the product and the creator themselves deserve. So, Josh, who is your underrated collaborator? So sticking with the Adidas theme, I'm going to say Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. And by the way, you guys saw the Spotify uh, rankings that came out a couple of days ago. Third year in a row, I think, Bad Bunny is number one in the world in streams, which is insane. Uh, Yeah, but anyways, that's besides the point. Bad Bunny. I feel like when we talk about these celebrities who get sneaker collabs, right? Everyone super hypes up Travis Scott collabs. Um, and you and I have talked about it on this pod. Like pretty much all he did was reverse the swoosh <laughs> on his shoe. Um, he gets so much hype. His shoes sell for ridiculous amounts. We'll look at some other high profile collaborators, Drake even. Like I feel like Drake uh, shoes get a lot more hype than Bad Bunny sneakers do. And I feel like out of all of the... Oh, and let's run down the list too. Like so many other high-profile celebrities have had collabs before. Like Billie Eilish, right? Billie Eilish is doing a collab with Nike right now. And she, in my opinion, has produced dud after dud. Like her sneaker collaborations are painfully bad. (laughs) And and that's why they don't even sell out. They they end up going on sale. But when we talk about like celebrity, high-profile celebrities doing collabs... I really think Bad Bunny gets very much slept on because he's had, in my opinion, some of the best collabs out there. He's not just taking a shoe and making a very minor detail to it, like reversing the swoosh or, in Drake's case, you know, adding hearts on the sole of the Air Force One or um, just, you know, putting a new colorway on a shoe like Jown does, for example. He's basically, like, completely transforming shoes. Like, look at what he did with the Forum Low Completely transformed that shoe, added like extra uh, padding at the back, gave it a belt strap, uh, put his like uh, eye logo at the back, and even the box and everything was pretty cool. Um, then the other collapse, there was, a, he, I mean, this guy was literally sitting on the beach one day uh, eating his ice cream. The sun was shining, his ice cream started to melt, and he was like, you know what, why don't we take this ice cream and combine it with the adidas response cl and make it a shoe (laughs) i mean his response cl is literally inspired by ice cream right like and and it looks like that it looks like it's like dripping and it's just like it to me it looks amazing like i'm a big fan of that shoe all the colorways that have come out he's also put out those adidas power phase maybe the weakest collab out of everything he's done but still a pretty ridiculously nice colorway on the power phase and yeah i feel like he no one really talks about him that much when it comes to like the best celebrity shoes out there but i i actually feel like he makes some of the best designs and some of the best colorways out of all the high profile collaborators what do which you think? is i mean it's crazy to me because like you said he is the number one streamed artist three years in a row he's more streamed than rihanna he's more streamed than justin bieber he's Taylor. more streamed than taylor swift He's more streamed than Drake. He's more streamed than whoever else. You know, he is the most streamed artist. And 
the fact that his collaborations aren't, I mean, I know that most of them sell out, right? But the fact that Adidas, and I hate to bring it back, but the fact that Adidas isn't creating the hype around these shoes that they deserve is why I think that Adidas has been performing so you know yeah, below yeah. average recently I, I, I agree. because there's only so much you can do i mean obviously he can post about them he can tease them or whatever but it's the brand that creates the hype around it. it's the brand that has the marketing uh budget behind it it's the brand that seeds it to uh, creatives and uh influencers and celebrities and whatever and it's the brand that can even use them on the runway in a fashion show or you know what i mean and so the fact that these shoes are not getting the the love that they deserve because i agree with you the the um what's it called the uh what's the one the, the cl response the response the CL, re- yeah. response cl great shoe and great colorways too and i think his little melting ice cream details they make the shoe even better than the original which is hard to do right because usually the og is better than the collaborative version um so yeah, I'm I'm 100 there with you. I agree that uh, Bad Bunny is super underrated, but I don't think he is the most underrated collaborator because, in my opinion, Bad Bunny is just starting out with his collaborations. Right? You know, he's he's basically where Travis Scott was when Travis Scott was doing the Air Jordan Four and that T Runner Jordan T Runner. Right? Like where you. There's hype behind okay. it, but it's not it's not crazy like lineups and and riots and whatever, right? And my most underrated collaborator, and I feel like Bad Bunny could get there someday, right? And I think it's all about building a portfolio and proving to the brand also to trust you with more creative freedom. But in my opinion, my most underrated collaborator is a collaborator that has been at the pinnacle of hype. He is still at the pinnacle of hype in certain categories in streetwear and sneakers. But for me, over the last 12 months, he hasn't done as much as he has in the years before in terms of quantity of product or volume of releases. And so I think that's made him a little bit underrated this year. And so for me, my pick for most underrated collaborator is none other, and this might be a little bit controversial, but none other than Ronnie Feig. And before I explain why, I want to hear your reaction, Josh. Like, what do you think? I mean, I, bro, I, I think it's crazy to call him underrated. <laughs> like, like I feel like he's in the, on the same level to me as like Teddy Santos in terms of um, people who we respect as collaborators. But you know what? I kind of see your point about about he's had a quiet year and and maybe some of the collabs he's put out hasn't hit like before like you know he did that uh what what is it the 10-year anniversary pack with new balance like he released four sneakers there and uh, i've been you know watching some people's you know end of year wrap-ups of like you know best new balances and i've noticed no one's really talking about those like no one's really kind of mentioning those and um yeah and i agree I, i don't think they were like his strongest collapse compared to other new balances that dropped this year so yeah maybe Maybe he's fallen off a bit, <laughs> but is that I, the same I, as I underrated? I wouldn't know. So I would disagree here. I wouldn't say that he's fallen off. I would say that it's a mixture of other players being super strong. Teddy Santis, Amelie Ondor, 
um, some of the other collaborators out there being super, super strong and super on their game. And Ronnie Feig and Kith just releasing a little bit less than normal in terms of sneakers, right? Because if you go back a year, two years, whenever there was a new Kith store opening, right? In Hawaii, in uh, Tokyo, they dropped the Air Force One, the city exclusive, store exclusive Air Force One. And those flew off the shelves, right? So Ronnie still has the hype. He still got it. And I would say that the New Balances you mentioned are very, very, very good shoes. It's just that maybe the storytelling or the lead up to the release just didn't really spark the energy that I feel like it deserved. And that's why I picked him as my most underrated because if you go through some of his uh, releases this year, so we've already spoken about the EX89, right? It's an unknown silhouette, which I believe is probably an amazing new silhouette for ASICs or a new old silhouette for ASICs, right? Because it's got that basketball flavor um, with the Ronnie Fi colorways, New York inspired, of course, New York Knicks colorways. And then you go a little bit further back and he's got the 15th anniversary Kith ASICs Gel Light 3 colorways, which I feel like this year he's done a lot of like throwbacks to his previous projects. And like I would say as good as the new new colorways are and the new projects are, you're always going to favor the original, right? So if there was an original Gelite 3 that Ronnie Fike collaborated on, you'd rather have that one than the new one, right? Unless you can't have the original. But I think that in terms of building up his portfolio and his storytelling, it's been a really, really good year because he's dropped these like subtle, really nice shoes that if you don't get them, or if you blink, you miss them and then they're gone, right? And they're not reselling for a crazy, crazy amount. Like you're, you're not paying thousands of dollars for them, but you are definitely paying, you know, double retail. And some sometimes people say, "Now nah, that's too much for me. Um, like you said, the, um, the four pack of New Balance shoes, but then he's also collaborated with up and coming brands such as On. He, co- uh, he collaborated with Roger Federer and On coming up with two versions of Roger Federer's signature tennis shoe. It's a clay court shoe. Uh, they come pre-aged with like this like clay detailing on it. Really, really nice. And I feel like it's typical of Ronnie to put a lot of thought into his projects, right? But there just haven't been that many. And the ones that have dropped, I feel like have been overshadowed by other projects dropping around them. Um, which is unfortunate because I think that there's a lot of quality there. Um, and that's why I'm very much looking forward to next year because I hope that Kith and Ronnie continue to drop bangers. I mean, I don't know if you saw those Pistachio uh, 2002s and the 993s. That's a classic Ronnie Fike colorway, right? Super, super nice tonal colorway. And even that one sold out but flew under the radar a little bit like i i saw it on instagram for a couple of days and then it was gone it was nothing compared to the hype that the jound uh gel cayano um, 14s got right or nothing compared to the hype that the jound um new balance 990 v3s are getting right both colorways and i would say that ronnie's colorways are definitely for me personally again this is very subjective but for me they're nicer than Jones colorways and yeah that's why he's my pick for most underrated okay i mean i i think uh you've raised some pretty good points and i'm with you actually i i, I think right now it's kind of like when i was talking about adidas earlier as a brand being underrated they have such a long history of successful and ronnie's case a long history of really successful collabs that 
just maybe because it's been kind of an off year for him. I think people are kind of sleeping on him. But you're right, though. Like, a lot of the collabs he's put out this year, they're very much like throwbacks to all his previous collabs. Like, pretty much that entire 10 anniversary pack that he put out, they were all kind of throwback sneakers. And you're right. Like, you probably want to get the OG rather than this throwback version. Um, yeah, so... But I think, you know what, he's he's good enough of a designer that he'll probably have a strong year next year. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm, I'm super looking forward to it. But I'm looking forward to everything next year as well. I just want to see, you know, who improves on this year, who, you know, regresses was, a little bit. Oh, I'm really excited to get into our, like, I'm sure we're going to do, you know, like an end-of-year wrap-up as far as, like, best sneakers of the year. Because it's been a very interesting year for sneakers, I would say, because... There's not been like one brand that has really stood out and there hasn't even been any like sneakers. I think that are like, oh, this is obviously sneaker of the year because there's just there's been a lot of like good ones, but it's it's tough to pinpoint one as the sneaker of the year. So I'm, in, I'm excited for that episode. Um, but let's, let's get speaking of sneakers. Let's get into the top three underrated releases of this year. Um I'm going to go for it before I give you my three, just one quick honorable mention, just because the sneaker just came out last week, actually, that is the Jordan one low, uh, Zion William, uh, Zion Williamson, uh, voodoo it's called. And uh, I'm surprised this sneaker hasn't received a ton of hype because it's very much like reminiscent of like a Travis Scott low, uh, a very similar earth tone colorways, really amazing detailing on there with the it's the whole shoe is supposed to look like a voodoo doll so it's got like these stitching detailing the ropes are done uh, sorry the laces are done in like rope style laces and mismatched colors as well i really really like this shoe and i'm hoping i can maybe get one for cheap like cheap resale um, but I, I think it deserves an honorable mention because it it should be way higher on people's radar in my opinion but besides the honorable mention Let's go into, so each of us have three sneakers uh, that we have for our most underrated shoes of the year. I'm going to start off first with my number three. That is the Jordan 2 Maison Chateau Rouge. So this sneaker released earlier in the year. And I think it's by far the best Jordan 2 to release uh, this year um, compared to all of the other uh, collabs we saw, like the ones from Union, for example. Um, This pair amazing leather quality on this like one of the best leather qualities you've seen this year and the colorway is super nice with those hits of orange that chocolate brown um that chocolate brown details as well then you got the quilted uh uh, the quilted lining inside that super luxury lining and also just like all of the little extras with the shoe like the box the box came with those amazing jordan illustrations uh inspired by the i believe the hometown of the founder of mason chateau rouge who is he is from senegal i believe so there were a lot of very interesting african detailing there um i really 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 like this pair um and i'm not even a jordan 2 fan or anything like that but this was like the one jordan 2 that i was like wow these are really really good so and and this one didn't even sell out it didn't sell out they they were sitting on the sneakers app for several weeks um and i think it was a bit of it was disrespected a little bit it should have it should have sold out i think definitely compared to the union collab i feel like these were way better what about you let me let me hear your number three i mean just real quick i, I agree the colorway is super nice i just 
I'm not a fan of Jordan two highs. Like if it was a low, I think it would have probably performed a little bit better. But um, it's a solid, solid first pick uh, on your side. My pick is actually a sneaker that I realized I put into my top five sneakers of the year so far list when we did that in June. Um, but I can equally think it's one of the best shoes and also underrated by everyone else. Um, and that is the End Solomon XT Wings 2 collaboration. Uh, I think the colorway is called Sirocco and was inspired by the Moroccan desert. Beautiful colorway. I mean, I said this in the episode for, in June. This sneaker is, you know, it lives in the shadow of the XT6 and the XT4. It's an up and coming solomon silhouette if you will i mean you know it's existed for a while but i think people are really starting to see why it deserves a little bit more love because it's you know it's equally as comfortable and as sturdy as the xt4 and the xt6 but it's a little bit sleeker as well and when you combine that with tasteful collaborations and and colorways and beautiful beautiful color tones as this end effort has then for me, I'm surprised that people don't like it more and that you can get them for a relatively decent price on StockX, right? Which, you know, obviously resale prices give you an indication as to how loved and how popular they are across the entire community or across the entire scene. And yeah, for me, just a beautiful, beautiful shoe. It's one that I wish I picked up. Maybe it's one that I'll get with my Christmas money. Who knows? Um, but yeah, very, very solid shoe. Yeah, I agree with you on this one. I, 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 you, you put me onto this shoe and you're right. The colorway is unbelievably good. Uh, let, let's move on. So number two on my list, I, I just have another Solomon sneaker, the Solomon XT6. And I'm just talking about like, it doesn't even matter like any colorway. Uh, I'm just talking about Solomon XT6s in general this year. Because especially like those of you listening from America, you guys won't really understand this pick because I'm sure you guys don't see Solomon too much. And to you guys, Solomons are like just either dad shoes or shoes that you only wear hiking and you should never, ever see someone on the streets wearing them. But it's not like that at all, this part of the world. So what I've noticed this year is that Solomon have definitely crossed over completely from uh, being strictly a hiking sneaker to being a lifestyle sneaker, specifically the XT6. So the XT6 now, I feel like it's been worn by people who not only just uh, regular people don't care about fashion, they just want something comfortable, uh, they're wearing them. Then the fashionable people too, they love this sneaker as like an alternative to like the more um, popular brands out there. And it's just like very nice design and looks great on the depending on the colorway. And so the fashion people are buying it too. And also like it, they've kind of like uh, gotten quite popular with the younger demographic as well. So I feel like it's not just a hiking shoe anymore officially. This year it's completely transcended that. And it's like it's in mainstream sneaker culture, especially European side of the world. Um, and I feel like it just doesn't get enough shine. Uh, people... I know, especially when I talk about Solomon um, on some of my videos, like I'll get people like just commenting saying like, yo, is this a joke? Like what, like why are you even talking about this brand? (laughs) 
you know but so, so i feel like people really sleep on this brand and specifically this shoe so i feel like i, I needed to give it a little bit of shine that's yeah that's crazy to me because in berlin and in europe and in the whole like high sobriety fashion world that i was in for so long solomon has been a big brand for a while for at least like three four years now you know um but of course that is a bubble right a bubble within a bubble and there's people like you said listeners in the u.s uh or you know your your community as well a lot of them in north america who either don't know what solomon is don't really care or just haven't had that contact with a brand that would then convince them of its quality of its uh, of its dopeness so uh definitely a good general pick right there my second most underrated release of the year is the adidas supernova cushion 7 and i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that this shoe shits on the release uh sorry not release response cl in terms of this is the shoe that bad bunny should have collaborated on this is a 2000s runner that is sleek it's sexy it's got big hole mesh it's got nice cushioning um great colorways as well generally not too expensive you can usually get them on sale so for anyone who's into the 2000 runner vibe but doesn't want to be wearing what everyone else is wearing definitely 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 take a look at the adidas supernova cushion 7 uh so as far as my number one most underrated shoe of the year I'm actually going to give it to another Jordan sneaker. I'm going to give it to the Jordan 1 Starfish. Um, the reason being, this sneaker actually also didn't sell out. And I just do not understand why or how. Because this shoe is just so good. The leather quality on it, one of the best leather qualities this year. Better than the Lost and Founds. Better than even the Taxis, in my opinion. It had some of the best leather on a Jordan 1 this year. Um the colorway the colorway is like maybe the most perfect fall colorway shoe we've seen on a jordan one drop in the last couple of years if you especially if you were a fan of the reverse shattered backboard this is a very similar colorway you know orange all over uh with similar style color blocking and i like that they use brown instead of black it's just more of like a fall colorway everything about this shoe i'm like i'm every time i look at the shoe i'm like it's such a nice looking shoe how did this jordan one is Jordan One hype that dead that these didn't sell out? Because these are these are unbelievably nice to me. Like one of the nicest Jordan Ones to drop this year. Even if you guys just look at the shape of this shoe, compare it to the shape of some other Jordan Ones that came out this year. The shape on these you'll notice is a bit different. Like it's it has almost like a more retro type of shape, like closer to like that '85 type of shape, and that's also quite interesting. So I definitely feel people slept on heavy on this shoe. They're actually even still available. I just Googled it. They're available in a full-size <laughs> run all the way up until men's sizes. Available right now on BSTN. So that's crazy. Like, they're still sitting completely all sizes. So that's unbelievable to me, man. These are these are too nice. Yeah, I know you've been raving about those pretty much all year or at least until, uh, since they've dropped. And... Um, I got to say, they have grown on me because of how much you've talked about them. <laughs> um, yeah. In terms of most underrated, though, I have gone with a, another runner. Surprise, surprise. Um, you have been very Jordan heavy. 
and I've been very runner heavy. Um, I have gone with a pair of ASICs designed by Kiko and his team, the FNS-3 Kayano 28. It is basically Kiko Kostadinov's version of the Gel Kayano 28. And let me tell you, these babies are beautiful. Oh, all three are, colorways. Nice. All three colorways are incredible. You've got like a really nice toned down mustard and steel blue colorway. You've got like a nicer dark, you know, dark blue colorway. And then you've got this really, really dope forest green. Yeah, that's the one I need. Colorway. <laughs> that's the one I have I that need. colorway. I, I picked that up a few weeks ago. And man, it is so, so, so comfortable. It's so dope like just the colors and the different paneling and the materials used so for me the fact that this shoe landed in sale i actually got it for 40 percent off in my size is mind-blowing please 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 do yourself a favor google this shoe i'm gonna say it again a6 fns-3 kayano 28 absolutely banging shoe and my top one underrated release of 2022 wow i actually can see them on sale right now too this green colorway <laughs> is so hard man wow i need that green with the pink sole nice yeah yeah very nice super nice okay solid solid picks man um let's should we move on to some upcoming drops then finish off today's episode uh let's do it yeah so like next couple of weeks the year seems to be ending off quite strong so december the 8th we got the Drake Certified Lover Boy Air Force Ones. They're dropping basically a year and a half too late because the Certified Lover Boy album dropped summer 2021. So it's a very, very delayed release. Um, not a fan of these, man. I got to be completely honest. Um, it's literally a white Air Force One with hearts on it. <laughs> but um, I'm sure they're going to sell out and I'm sure they're going to resell. Um, so, uh, those are going on December the 8th, uh, releasing December the 8th. December the 10th, we have a lot of releases. Uh, the Jordan 11 Cherry will be releasing worldwide. A lot of people are a big fan of those shoes. Uh, we got the Bad Bunny. We've been talking about him this episode. The Bad Bunny Adidas Forum Low in the white colorway. Maybe the cleanest pair. Actually, I would say it is the cleanest pair from Bad Bunny to release so far. Watch out for those on December 10th. Also on December 10th from New Balance, we have the Bodega 9060s. And damn, I mean, besides besides the Joe Fresh 9060s, these might be the best ones. This this is These look super hard. Really nice colorway too, like a light bluish color. Uh, look for those on December the 10th. Um, December the 14th, Billie Eilish Air Force One Lowe's dropping. Big, big skip for me. Like, I think she's... They should just stop collaborating with her. Like, like her, her shoes are horrible, man. Like, I don't know if you've looked at some of her previous collabs. They are horrendous. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very uninspired. They're like a level one collaboration, which is, in my opinion... You know, let's test the waters, see if this global icon can move pairs. And if they can, let's give them a little bit more creative freedom. Um, but to begin with, they have like very limited freedom with what they can do with the sneakers and stuff like that. And that's probably why they're not amazing um, because they have to work within a very tight framework. But yeah, I agree with you. I'm not a huge fan. Also on December 14th, 
Uh, one of the favorite sneakers of the podcast, the Vomero 5s, will be dropping in a second colorway, the Cobblestone colorway, which I think out of this first batch of Vomero 5s, this one might be the best colorway, this like grayish color, very similar to like that protection pack kind of color blocking. Uh, look for that on December the 14th. And then also December the 16th, we're going to be getting the Ambush Air Force One lows in two colorways, blue and yellow, as well as green and yellow. Very, very loud shoes. Uh, the retail price, I believe, is quite high. It's like 180 for these. So I'm not sure these are going to sell out. Um, the, the retail is a bit too high. And because of how loud these colorways are, I also don't see them, see them selling out. But watch out for those anyways. December the 16th. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, keep listening to us. Uh, sh- uh, you know, Share with your friends. Give us a good rating on Spotify and Apple Music. We appreciate it a lot. And I'm signing off, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace, guys. Thanks for listening. Always a pleasure.